What's going on, people, man? You're tuning into episode three of the Is Not Easy podcast, man. We've got we've got some brothers in there today, man. They're gonna talk about a few bits and bobs and and get stuck in, man. But um, where you guys been up to anyway, man? What's your man's week's been saying? What's your man's weekend been saying and that? The same old stuff, isn't it? Work, uh, summer party the other day, mm. sports day things. It's all right. It's fun. Yeah, sports day. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Who's but it's all right. As in my work sports day, oh. yeah, the sports day. You gotta do it. I'm in sports day. It's, it's the same, first time you've done one. It's same primary school. <laughs> but it was like it was like egg and spoon race, uh, uh, sack race and stuff like that. So like that's, that's those right, sort of races. It was actually fun. It was actually decent. We came top two and the top two went into that like, tug of war, mm. and the winners of that gets a medal or whatever. We lost, but fair play, fair it was fun. But yeah, that's pretty much my week. How about you, yeah, I had my summer party too. Just rooftop terrace. Mm. It's nice, and then just been working gym. Football Usually stuff, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the summer party team is that season, isn't it? Mine, mine was a few months ago. I didn't go there, but I was busy that weekend. But yeah, my summer party, um, they were right at work, isn't it? It was Easy. good. There was a lot of us there, so it was just good to like speak to everyone. Drinks yeah. were flowing, so not bad. Yeah, yeah it's decent. But um, yeah, like to be fair, it's been a big week in sports and this life anyway. To be fair, there's a lot has dropped. Um, I want us to. First, you start with obviously Daddy Ali's interview. Obviously, Frank Lampard, um, he did the interview as well. But he, I think it was a long time coming for him to come forward and then like, talk about what he's been going through because, like, everyone's been saying for years now, like, what happened to Ali? Like, where's that player that we saw in 2015? Mm. Um, what did you, man, think of it? Like, or, like, in terms of like, insight, like, um, what do you guys like, basically learn from it? Uh, that I learned from it. It's quite fresh. I listened to it on Thursday. Mm. Uh, quite fresh. Um, a bit more understanding of why his career has gone the way it has. Because yeah. he spoke about the results of, the consequences of what he went through when he was younger. Mm. And how he like, deals with that. And how that probably affects his playing career and whatnot. Um, I, didn't re- I didn't really learn much. Yeah. I, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, because it's usually you get these sort of interviews at the end of their career or after their career. You don't really get it in the middle of their yeah, career. Because right, he's yeah. still like, what? I think he's at 27, 28. Yeah. So yeah. Like, still heading to, into his prime, at his prime years maybe. Yeah. So we'll see what happens after. It'll be interesting to see what happens after. Whether like, he said that he's sort of like, the, to be honest, where he's like, acknowledged uh, what he's going through, why he's going through, why he's doing certain things. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like, how he deals with it after and whether that helps his playing career. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was interesting. The, the main fact that I took from that was that it's interesting that he did it in the middle of his career rather than wait till it's over to come out and speak yeah. on things. But, yeah. I thought what, what was crazy was, like, I know Gary touched on it in the interview, that he's only had, like, four years of, like, stability in his life. Yeah. So, like... That was deep when he said that still. Obviously, all the stuff happened when he got adopted when he was 12 and then professional football at MK Dons when he was 16. So yeah. it was only from, like, 12 to 16 where he just had, like, a normal life. Yeah. And he's never really had a normal life, obviously, because now he's like, with the highlights of being a footballer. Mm. So, for me, that's what I took from the interview. It's just like, he just hasn't had that normality. Yeah. Of, like, a normal life. Yeah. And, like, um, a key thing for me was that, like, with, you know, when um, it comes to trauma, yeah, like, it, it, um, it can impact you at different stages of your life. So, like, if you have trauma at, like, eight, nine years old, it might not like start impacting you until you're like 24, 25. Yeah. So that's like, interesting because like he had that peak where he was 
playing our role. Obviously, um, he might have still been back in there away from the cameras, yeah. but on the pitch it was still showing um, that he was fine. Yeah. So just like seeing that someone like, even though talking about um, in the house of his mum, the people there, yeah. drugs, mm. like seeing that, like, um, him being that open and vulnerable at that past was like, it was pretty inspiring to see like, yeah. him putting out that this is just what it is. But it was um, unfortunate to hear, and he mentioned it um, in the interview that like, a few of the tabloids had been getting out to him, yeah. um, reaching out to his team, saying that apparently, and they saw him in the um realization. Yeah, the, in the rehab in the rehab um like place. So it's like it, it did seem a bit so not rushed, but a bit like forced his hand a bit to come yeah. out and talk about it. But yeah, man, like, it's brave man to come out and to say that like, put it all on the table. Yeah, um there's quite a lot to it. Um what do you guys feel like his season's gonna be at Everton now? Because he now is like bit of eyes on him that like, you've cleared that you're out like, yeah. how do you think it will be in that now Everton I feel like because uh, I've heard a previous story of Sean Dyche and Trey Deeney. Yeah. when Trey Deeney went to prison Sean Dyche was his manager mm. and he said how helpful he was how like supportive he was during the time and when he came back understanding the situation and helping him get to the point where he was before he went to prison Yeah. so maybe he's fortunate to have a manager that can help him and be mm. supportive because he's been in a situation before with a Another player, obviously different situation, but he yeah. understands that Deddy will need help and support to get back to the levels that he was previously. So maybe he's in a good position. Yeah. The bright manager, so we'll see. Do you and think I, he can get back to that level though? Because even that's the thing. when Poch left yeah. and you had the Mourinho season, he was never really... He never really got back there. Yeah. He had a, he had a tiny though. period. Yeah, like, he, he, he did that. Bit, he like, did like, at the start. Yeah, that skill against West Ham on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West Ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that little period there, it was like, oh, cool. It okay, like it was... Getting back there. Yeah, but it just, it just came back and it started to impact him. It, um, I think, like, he did make a good point about the Sean Dash thing because he did mention that um, Dash has been chatting to him and yeah. like, reassuring him that like, you've got a place in the team and stuff. So that's, yeah. that's good to hear. But yeah, like, I think you're like, is he going to get back to that level? It's hard. Now he's 28. He's at a good age, though. Yeah. But I feel like he's had, like, three, four years where he hasn't been at that level now. And have we ever seen a player who's had three or four years like he's had yeah. go back to that peak Guys where he was when he was that young age? Yeah. And even like um, athletically, do you think he still has that in him? Like, to like, yeah, I think so. What, like the box to box, like he was at Spurs? Yeah, like the way he was. I think that's natural though. Mm. Like he'll just have to put in the work to get back there, but he, I think he can get there. Yeah. Just about his work ethic. Yeah. It's what he lost in the last four years, but just needs the right support and he could get there, definitely. Yeah. It'll be interesting though, because obviously um, Everton and they finished on um, two points of the relegations of last year. So, um, and for like quite a lot of the season, he was playing like a 4 2 3 1 or like a 4 1 4 1. So, where do you feel like if it will just drop back into the 10, if he does get that form back? Yeah, yeah. There's opportunities there. It'll be interesting. Uh, trying to think of like Sean Dach's previous season and how he matches up to. Because last year they played. Four, three, did they play four three three? They played four three three last year. A few times, I had to check on that. Um, the most of the formation was like a four two three one. Played five played. back sometimes, didn't they? Yeah, and um, the Corey the whole or four one four one. Yeah, just the Corey and um, and yeah. We saying Ali will fit into the eight. I can't <laughs> yeah. see Ali fitting into that eight. Uh, yeah. well, you could go to a four four two like I did in Burnley. Two strikers, Delhi being the the bonds. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, bonds. It just depends because like. He always had a unique profile anyway. Mm. And like his, it wasn't the sort of profile that would fit in any team. Like yeah. I had to have like um, 
he had a set of really favourable circumstances at Spurs. So it'll be interesting to see like how that now translates to like other areas. Like yeah, we'll just have to see how he how he fits in. Yeah. But no, that yeah, him coming forward of that was it was big. And that was a shock as well. Like, yeah. no one expected it. Um how do you man feel like Gary Neville like approached it like? I was to be fair, I was shocked that he was the one who did the interview because we've never really seen him like a serious serious interview mm. like that. And obviously, when he was talking about his his um being molested and yeah, his mum his mum stuff, you saw like Gary get emotional with him as well. Yeah, so it. I've never really seen Gary like that. So it was so it was a bit it was a bit weird to yeah. see Gary doing that. I was thinking like it could have been like a another interview like like a Stephen Bartlett who did the Frank yeah. Lampard one, or a you've seen like Ronaldo do interviews with yes. Piers Morgan. <laughs> So, but I'm not sure Piers would have been the right man of this yeah, one. Of course, but, um, of course. Yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean, like a different type of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, out there. I think Gary, everyone's like, a, I feel like he handled it well. But, yeah. like, I didn't doubt, and we were chatting about this, like, I didn't doubt that um, Gary had that, like, emotional intelligence for an interview like this. Like, I knew that he, he built to handle it well. He's a grown man, like, he's, he's got that like, good head and shoulders. Like, I knew he built to um, do it well. And I think he, um, it was a great interview as well. So. Yeah, I think the fact that he's got a relationship as well. Yeah, working yeah. together previously probably helped. That helped, hundred And the key thing in that specific conversation was to let Deli Ali do the talking. Yeah. Maybe ask a few questions here and then. To guide it, um, to guide it a bit, but yeah, I think Gary did well in terms of letting Deli Ali come out and say what he needs to say. Yeah, but yeah, the. It, do you think then, like, you know what Ali has been through? Like, do you think there's a lot of other players who who go through that but just hide it well, or do you think his case is like it's peculiar? No, I think yeah, I think we we will find that there are a lot of cases where, or players that have gone through similar situations yeah. like David Ali, but um, yeah, they I would say hide it well, but everyone deals with things differently, innit? Yeah, some people can just get over it, others can't. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I think with the sleeping pills, I, I can imagine that there's quite a few footballers who like yeah. deal with like, like the paparazzi, the head, the constant headlines, the stress of being a footballer. Like yeah. training they do take sleeping pills mm. so like not obviously not like as Ali said that he was he prescribed yeah. Yeah. and then he went on to another like another another load yeah but yeah. I think that could be a thing in football and sports in yeah. Sports general, general, yeah. yeah and like and they did mention and this is why like, I feel like Gary um, he was a good person to do the interview because Gary mentioned like you know when you've got um, a tough run of games and like things about like, um be going your way in the fixtures and then um, and you're up all night thinking about it like yeah. um, I could have done better there or I missed a big chance um, I could have seen my goal like that um, thought process always going through your head at night yeah. and it's allowing you to sleep it does make sense as to why sleeping pills is really quite popular like, among ballers all yeah. athletes who like high pressure moments imagine like Champions League games where any kind of like high pressure moments yeah. where like the <laughs> Yeah, big moments. Yeah, it's like it's gonna like play a part on you like, at night. That like, even we at night, like you think about things at night. Imagine yeah. like um, forty thousand fans, eighty thousand fans, and like yeah, big moments. So yeah, and he's been in some big games as well, like Champions League finals, Champions League finals, Premier League, like last like for last five six games of that season against Leicester. Yeah, so England semi finals, World Cup. Yeah, international football. Do we feel like I was thinking about this? Yeah. Do you think like the ship is sailed with the England team for him? Yeah, I'd say so. I don't think so. 
Mm. I don't think so. No. How do you think he would? What's the other situation that would happen? How do you fit in? How we did last time. I just think there's a few. Too, it depends what Southgate depends to do, but I just don't see how he fits in because he'd have to. If he plays a four-two-three-one, I guess he can. He can shoehorn his way in there. It's about form, yeah, right? Exactly. It's, it's about form at the right moment. Yeah. But you get the feeling that Folder might try to merge into that role soon. You got Madison as well. You got Madison. It'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Possibility is there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But we touched <clears> that form. You can, yeah. Like, because he's so different to them. Yeah, so different. Yeah. He's like a much more, much, much more of a goal threat compared to all the other number tens. Mm. You want to call it that? Yeah. So he's a different type of number ten to them. So he's in his own lane. So whereas Foden, mm. Madison, maybe Mount as well, you can throw in there. They're oh, quite similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite similar. So yeah, I think he's got a chance. It's about four men. Yeah. Well, I do feel like with in terms of the complexion of the midfield, if you've got a player like Benenham and a player like Ali, it feels like you've got a lot of players who are just all action. And not enough like players who want to get on the ball. Control games. Like control games. I feel like Ali, you know, like his style was always, of course, um, he, he can, can ball, play, yeah. he can play, but in terms of that's not what he's best at. He's best yeah. at uh, the runs into the box, the awareness, the movement. That's what he was really best at. So it'll be interesting how that would merge together. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, obviously, um, um, with Frank Lampard as well, his interview, how do you guys find it? I wasn't able to watch it, so like, what was the like, key parts of it what if you're interested from you though, well, yeah I watched it last night and there was just certain elements of how are you saying that how he got into management so it was Harry Redknapp mm. who spoke with the Derby chairman Mel Morris yeah. and after two hours of Lampard and Morris talking he got the job <laughs> which is just crazy to think about like, crazy to think about and how he was saying that in training that he um, didn't know how to blow his whistle. <laughs> yeah. So it was okay. like, whether, he, whether to blow it once, twice, but it's things that as a footballer, small you'd never things. really pick up on. Yeah. And they like, took it into like the business side. It's just like small things how when you're in that position, you don't think about, but then obviously when you get into a manager position, yeah. then you, have, you pick up on it. And then for me, it was crazy how a year later after saying that, he then gets one of the biggest jobs in world football in Chelsea. Yeah. So, but he did a right job at um, Chelsea at his first team. Yeah. yeah, he said that obviously with all the youth players, that's, how, that's what he provide. That's what he liked. Yeah, he didn't have any. The pressure was off him, and then the season after, when the pressure was back on him, when he spent the money, then things didn't really go to plan. Yeah, yeah. And then we've seen. But yeah, I thought it was a really interesting interview. He said about how the second spell at Chelsea, how thirty-two players in the in the changing room. Like telling twenty players that they're not in the starting eleven. How like how that you meant to motivate these players? Yeah. When they haven't been playing all season, they've got ten games left the season. The season's done. Like what what are you meant to tell them? Yeah. Like they're they're probably off in the as we've seen they're probably off. Yeah. So. Our team out, yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty possible job for him to come in and try to do something. I guess uh, the bit of hope was that he could maybe work a miracle against um, Madrid in Champions League, but that was. Never really gonna happen, but I do feel like uh, there were certain phases in those legs where Chelsea didn't look like dangerous, but that's of anything, though. Yeah, yeah like before Madrid scored, we had we had chances, but Chelsea that's the story of Chelsea's been story of Chelsea yeah. season the whole season. We haven't had a striker to finish off the chances, so yeah. And if you miss them chances against Real Madrid, <laughs> they've got 
the power, the, they had the power, pacing power, like Benzema and yeah. Vinicius, because two of them. He yeah. could do that at Again. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought he broke down one aspect of his return to Chelsea mm. in terms of when he was a player, they had strong leaders in the dressing room with like Terry, Lampard, uh, Drogba, Czech, Ashley Cole. They were like, because yeah. during that time you had loads of managers coming in and out. So they were the core that would like, obviously the manager has to like put in place his style of play, how he wants to go about things whatever. But they were the ones that like held the change room together, make sure yeah. everyone was on board or trying to get everyone on board to go forward. But in terms of this Chelsea now where he's a manager, there's not really that core within the team. Mm. Like if you see now everyone's left like Jorginho, Kante, only really one you can say is probably Thiago Silva maybe. Yeah. So it's a lot harder to it's very harder control. compared to how it was back then when they had the core players that core, had so a cool. big, big say in the changing room. Yeah, I found that quite interesting actually because he said that obviously Terry was the leader, yeah. Lampard was the train, like the proper hard-working trainer. Professional. Czech was the one who spoke five languages. Yeah. That's so helpful. Drogba yeah. was the one who was friendly with all like the French, the African players. Yeah. Yeah. And well. you had Ashley yeah. Cole who was just a nice guy all round. So it was just that aspect where, like, you had like different like leadership, leadership leadership circles in the changing room. That's so important. And it's interesting because obviously, I think um, I recently finished reading um, Carlo Strozzi's book. Yeah, and he spoke about his time at Chelsea, and he said that how easy it was to come into a team that has so many leaders Mm -hmm. because it almost makes like all you almost have to do is just get a few of the leaders on board. And everyone follows suit. Absolutely. How this room works. Like yeah. if the leaders like if JT, Jogba and Lampard are on board, yeah. then Joe Cole and Basunga are gonna He's get on board as well. Do you know what I mean? So is exactly so it's so important having those um and the key leaderships and yeah, it helps uh um just room a lot, man. It's key. The um the Lampard interview, I might check it out still, um, because yeah, it just seemed that um there was a few bits. He didn't talk about his time at Evan, did he? Very briefly, it. yeah, it. very briefly. Yeah, fair play, yeah. There's a lot to it. Yeah, like, a few big interviews, man, and it came on the same morning as well. So, yeah, like, yeah. we had their time to just, like, chew on, like, um, jail work and the pools as well. Like, to, like, <laughs> chew on jail work and just, like, um, delve into um, quite a lot in there. I wanted to um, touch upon, of course, the England on 21s. Yeah. Of course, they recently beat Spain in the final 1-0. It was a pretty... Um, Dominant tournament for them, really. Um, yeah. Then, um, well, firstly, first time they won the Euro since 1984. And, and they did Yeah, okay. 21. And they um, didn't, um, they had the um, clean sheet all tournament essentially, so they didn't consider the goal tournament. So it was like a very dominant performance. What, who were like a few of you guys like standout performances or players that, that you didn't expect to see like that level of um, performance from? Um. Not necessarily level performance, but I didn't expect to see Angle Gomez play in that role that he played for England. Yeah. I think, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch... Really, the I only watched the final, <clears throat> and it really surprised me. And the clips I saw of it, like, it made sense as yeah. to why he's working so well there. But one, one thing I will say from what I've seen is I think their level's above the teams they played. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got a lot of first-team players <laughs> in that team. Probably, I think there's only like two that weren't really first-team players. Uh, the centre back Taylor Howard Bellis yeah. and the goalkeeper everyone else 
Yeah. What's about left? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Mike Tyron's left back, innit? Yeah. Yeah, everyone else has been the first team players. Garner. James Garner. Yeah. All so, first team players. Like. Yeah. So the experience but, that they have clearly shown through the tournament. But uh, it's really surprising to see Curtis Jones and Angle Gomez work so well together. Really well. Like, and super surprising. Gibbs White at the 10 as well. It's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't think about it. Yeah, it was really good. That's one thing I took from it. I like the way, like, the style's a bit different. Like, it's not really traditional. Yeah. And, like, they were playing football. Like, they were Ooh. balling. Yeah, I've never seen England play it, like, that kind of football. Yeah. Like, it was no. good to watch. Like, yeah. Really good to watch. It was super good. It was very good. Like, in terms of, even the, like, double pivot of Gomez and Curtis, like, Curtis is, Jones, um, he's, like, a player that, like, um, I mean, we always known, he's got some ability there, but he's yeah. not that, like, um, level of player, but he did show up in the this tournament that like, he can yeah. ball. Yeah. I, I think um, Crow will try and see what he can do with him during the season. And I think there's a few players who, um, during this tournament, they almost like reminded people of their talents. Of like yeah. players like Smith Rowe, he had a great tournament. Like he almost like so reminded that I'm still like a top talent. Yeah, he yeah. Like, um, I think he said the same Anthony Gordon as well. Yeah, so after Newcastle, we didn't really. You didn't have a good second half this season. You didn't have a good second half. And then he wins Tyler Tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. And he was, the way England were playing as well, they weren't playing with an out and out number nine. So yeah. they were all quite fluid, the front three. Yeah. So, fluid. Yeah. Maybe that's a sign of things to come. Yeah. And um, obviously, with um, Gibbs White, he was obviously great, like playing in that private centre forward role. Um, do we see him, like, his. Um, potential how big do we see it how I big do we I think, think he can go mm. I think it's high just because of his personality as well like yeah. the talent's there but what I saw around for us was like he was like the one that was like leading the charge like yeah. when he played like he can see like he cared a <laughs> yeah. lot and I love that because obviously <laughs> the big move to a team that's not expected to do much Yeah, not really expected to stay up with all the transfers that's coming and whatnot. Yeah, and they sound a lot of older players as well so you expect them to be like the leaders and leaders. whatnot. But yeah, he seemed like he was the proper leader in that team, and like he was carrying them. Like he, he's got he's got the personality along with the talent, so I think he's seen it quite high. Yeah, but he's still very young as well, so I'm not too sure what his next move is. But we'll see how see. his yeah. career yeah. pans out. And I think like with his role, like it's always interesting. You know, when you um, you get um, midfielders who kind of begin to play up front or like in forward roles. I just I never know how long they're able to. Um, maintain that level at like the yeah. top level as well because like you know when you get moved into like a different position it would well, be interesting to see like how his career grows like because that Forest of course he plays in the front nine but if he was to get a move to uh, Arsenal a Champions League your pretty team <laughs> in the future yeah. like would he still be playing the front line I just, yeah. I'm just not sure I think he would do you know what I mean yeah. you don't have to with that Forest he got that um, the freedom yeah, yeah he gets the license to do that but uh, as is um, he gets better and he um Inevitably, he joins a, a bigger, better club. Is he still going to get that freedom to be in the front line, roaming? So it'll be interesting to see how his um, his career grows and develops from there. Yeah, I could probably see him sitting sit a bit deeper, mm. like not like as an eight yeah. or him on the big teams. I couldn't see him as in the front three. Yeah, same for top team. I do feel like with um, yeah. another player who impressed um, Cole Palmer. Um, of course, he scored the free kick with Fanoi. Um, they were deflected, but yeah, you know what I mean, still, do you know what I mean? Um, he's got an interesting little scenario because obviously he's at, he's at Man City. Um, Bernardo Silva, he's rumoured 
to be leaving. But Marvez is also rumored to be leaving that. Um, how do you feel like his playing time will like be impacting this new season? Or do you feel like Pep's even gonna trust him in that regard? I think it will increase. Mm. But I'm not sure if he's re- and like ready enough to replace Marvez and Bernardo Silva yet. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the glimpses I saw of him during the season, he wasn't really aligned with everyone else. So he just used to run, get to the get to the byline yeah. and didn't really know what to do with it. So it was a bit like he's still got a still got to take the next step to be in that Man City team and be playing consistently. Yeah. But we've seen with Folden what Pep can do. Can so he just got, like eases him into the thing. So mm. I do think he needs more rounding. Um that's what it like at club level anyway, I sort of the impression that he kind of wants to like be the guy. Like he wants to yeah. like he wants to be the main man. Yeah, and he wants to be the main guy. And if you're a young player who's coming through at Man City, you can't really have that. Like you can't really have that um, impression on the pitch because it just won't work with the system and how um, Pep wants to operate. So yeah, like we'll be interested with Cole Palmer because um, the season before last he was looking promising. That like, in his small cameos when he was getting the first team, yeah. he was cooking and like he was like it was flowing like his movement, the dribbling, like and a few goals he got here and there as well. It was looking like someone like, yeah, he's coming up, but he kind of um he stagnated last year. But again, it's also hard when you've got Mara and Silva in front of you. Like even Mara is gonna get a lot of playing time. Yeah. Let alone <laughs> Cole Palmer behind him. So yeah, we interested to see how he how he goes and develops. I think he's got a good role model on Grealish though. Like he can he can watch Grealish no on the pitch, on the pitch. <laughs> he he can watch Grealish because I think they're quite similar. Mm. So like he can watch how Grealish has transitioned from his first season to the second se- to the last season mm. where he start being more a team player and then yeah. go from there. Yeah, I feel like stylistically probably a bit different, but I know what you mean like in terms of having to like adapt into mm. the city wearing system. Yeah. Will be a lot um, he's got to do. I like, and um, I was seeing like, a conversation around about like how I feel like City are at a level now where their academy graduates, because it's City, they get good um, value for them in terms of um, transfer fees. And I kind of noticed that, like, with obviously with Trafford, I think he's, um, he's going for like 18 or million. I can't remember that figure. But um, and they kind of um, reach a level now where, like, you know how in Madrid or in the Barca, if you're a Barca youngster, you just get that type of you because it's Barca. Yeah. Same with like in Madrid. Like, I feel like City are kind of getting to that place where if you're you come through the academy, you've got that tag on you because of how has it the academy. Is. Yeah, yeah, I make you right. I don't really think of it like that. To be fair, I was yeah, being, I was being salty. I was thinking, is that something going on, man? Those doors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's probably right. That makes sense. Well, they invested so much into it, so yeah. You get you got players coming through now. Just like yeah, he's a city boy, so he must be cover. Like, yeah. It's getting to that level. You saw last season with Southampton taking La- uh, Lavia, yeah, uh, Bazanu. So yeah. And how that um he's now grown. Lavia's yeah. now yeah. like Chelsea putting in forty million bids in the same window for Lavia <laughs> after a couple of games. So like <laughs> probably Liverpool one of them as well. So we'll be interested. Joke, in, uh, he's great. That's a joke. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. We have Chelsea, don't we? Yeah. But um, also, um, and lastly, on the um, under twenty one this year, Cole will obviously he's not someone. That, I guess um, it wasn't um, it was a surprise seeing him perform that level because he's proven that yeah. at Brighton last season, right? But uh, it's interesting, like where he stands now at Chelsea, because I feel like he's in a place where 
he'd want to be a guaranteed star. And they've got um, Badia Shaw on that left-handed side. How do you feel like Chelsea are going to manage that? Because apparently there's um, a bit of still talks about his new deal as well. Yeah, so, he hasn't signed that new contract yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it is that why because he wants guarantees that he's got first team football. Yeah. But then Badisha had a really good second half of the season last season. Yeah. But he's just coming back from an injury. Mm. So I feel like for the start of the season, I think Colwell's cemented that first team spot. Yeah. But I feel like him and Poch would just have to talk because I think I read an interview that Southgate has promised Colwell of like a first team spot in the England team in the Euros. Yeah. If he's if he gets first team football. Mm. So. But you see with Cole, like he's he's a talent. You saw it at Brighton, like on the ball, he's just so good. And he, I think it would fit into that Chelsea team so easily. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I think with Cole, his season is obviously um is very high, and you just have to see where where it goes. But I don't know because he he could easily look at it. And I think Chelsea got a really good football. Um, Brighton, where I've been for the whole last season, I'm growing, I'm getting better. They got good football, like. It may seem like an actual step up, but I feel like Chelsea would be hard-handed on that and say you're not going nowhere. And yeah. he's still a young player, so you're going to have to settle down a bit. It's not just Brighton and Wenham as well. I think it's Liverpool and City yeah. both interested as well. So It's crazy. But the um, England point is interesting, though, because obviously you get the impression that um, Maguire didn't be phased out. So he's really got like a... He can really have um, an opportunity to be like a mainstay in that England team for the next 10 years. Like, yeah. if, he, if he builds correctly in that... In that position, so it'll be interesting, man. Definitely, um, what happened in there. So, think about the Tony Mons story that you can't, um, you can't deny like you know, what they did and or keep growing. And apparently, like as the under Tony Mons, a few, um, a few other players were eligible to play, like even better players, and also like, like players like Foden's eligible, Bellingham, Bellingham's eligible. Like, like there's even more players who are eligible, but because the England talent, I think it's getting to a place now where. It could be the. Oh. Is, oh. is it bully to say that it's the best in Europe in terms of the like, talent that England have? At their disposal? I'd say so. I'd say so. You saw them. We won the under 17s a couple of years ago as well. Yeah. So. The underlapping teams. So that talent. Sancho. <laughs> Where's he yeah. uh, <laughs> So that talent's there. Yeah. So. And. The, we saw the French team in the Euros, they didn't really live up to their expectations. Yeah. They're coming through to be fair, but yeah. yeah they've got some they've got some players, they've got some players. It doesn't have Turkey. But for uh, right now, like, the England squad and the uh, under twenty ones, um like I think it's head and shoulders like above the rest. Because there's still players on that England team, under twenty one team, on the bench where I was looking like he'd be starting for any other under twenty one team. Like Harvey yeah. Elliott. Yeah. He'd be That's starting true. for any under under twenty one oh, yeah. team, so there's a lot, man. I think it probably is. And you have Jacob Ramsey as well. Jacob Ramsey, yeah. Who was injured. Who was coming off and, yeah. yeah. was coming off the bench. You've got a lot of talent there. Well, um, who do you think is better than it? I agree. I agree. Oh, you, you, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think we're the same world. You've got the Brazilians, but... I think that's a toss-up. You don't really know the Brazilians. Yeah, it's just the one Chelsea. One the <laughs> you don't really know the Brazilians, but it was cold. But even, okay, cool. Um, if we don't know the Brazilian, like, 17-year-old until when we do bad then, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but in terms of even their squad, I guess England's on, a, on, on like, a, a talent and depth level. Who do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. England beats them. England beats them, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, though. That's actually crazy. 
Yeah, um, England come a long way, and like Southgate has to deliver this nation, really. Yeah, it did see what the Euros um hold next, hold next summer still. But um, cool. So let's go into, of course, the um Premier League season starting next month. Um, I think it's about three or four weeks away now. A lot of clubs have done a lot of business. Um, a lot of money been spent. Like um, surprisingly, that like, quite a few clubs have like. Have done like a lot of the bids in the early stages, which is good. Like prior to preseason, like Liverpool, like Arsenal. Um, who do you think has been you guys like um, favorite signing of the season? Like signing that's like sort of like it ticks all the boxes. Good value, good quality player. Like in your views. Uh, you have to ask me. Cool. I'll go with Pau Torres. Mm. So that's a good one. Yeah. Thirty million from Villarreal. And he's an, he's a proven La Liga centre back, yeah. and going to an, going to Aston Villa when there was a big big team circling him last year. Big teams. I think this puts Villa up another level. I know they finished sixth or seventh last year. Yeah. I could probably see them now challenging to where Newcastle was hmm. mm. with this signing. Yeah. So it's like, a big com- I think it completely improves their defence. Yeah. So it's all all an upgrade on Mings. Yeah. And then they've also got Diego Carlos back. Yeah. And Conser still. Conser. So they're back to back cent- their centre backs would be Carlos and yeah. Torres. That's two two solid centre backs. That's in a really good level, like centre back pairing to be fair. So yeah. I think that's like <coughs> a challenge of top well not the whole team isn't there, but yeah. in terms of the, the um quality of that back line. But with the way Emery sets up and you saw him in the second half of last year, mm. they were on top four form. Yeah. So when he when he uh, took over they were bottom half. Yeah. And then he's won so many games and they've gone up to six or seventh. So I think it was like eleven games in a row. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like that, innit? Yeah. So he really yeah, um it took him to another level. Interestingly, I had Patoris as well. Because it just like it just ticks so many boxes. Um in terms of being the team that was okay, look, you got um the conference league last season, now you want to push further, so that means you wanna have more of the ball, you wanna be more dominant, and that uh, he ticks all those boxes that like his um progressive passing stats and um, passing to the final third even, even from centre-back, have been exceptional. He's also very consistent. Past four seasons, he's played all 30 league games. So like, he just, like, it just seems like a, a no-brainer deal. But obviously, deals that seem great um, don't always work out. So mm-hmm. we'll see how he goes. And obviously, I've always got a soft spot for him because he was part of my very real football manager team that went on to achieve greatness. So he, yeah, Arturo is a class player. He's been, he's been needing like, a big move for a little while. I feel like at the right age for he's twenty six, he can really um build and it's a bargain really. How are you? Anyone comes to mind? Yeah, Michael Easter. Mm. Yeah. I feel like he's a well rounded, high high energy midfielder. Yeah. That if Klopp gets his hands on and like works well with him, could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Could be scary. He's a goal for it as well. Yeah. And like what we saw in the World Cup, like when he's around better players, he can like he elevates, yeah, 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 100%. So, I'm a bit scared of that one. Yeah. I'll be honest. And what I'm really annoyed about that deal is that how cheap they were to get him. Yeah, like, I feel like, if there's any other big team, exactly. if you know anyone, because how much they're paying for him, man. So, look at Chelsea and Carcedo. Exactly, like, how are they able to just, like. Um, he started that. True. Yeah, but 35 million from McAllister. Who did to us about that? And they want 100. Like, come on, bro. It takes a bit. No, but to be fair, um. I don't think the amount of fee was outrageous. One year left of the contract. English talent. English talent. Young. Young. Yeah, 24. Nah, yeah. 
that's kind of like what yeah the McAllister though yeah he does seem like someone who's gonna really improve the level of their midfield. Especially when they have I think the local midfield situation is quite awkward right now because obviously you've got um Fabinho who's in talks with Saudi League. Yeah. Henderson as well. Yeah. So quite a lot of players leaving and I think some of Fabinho uh, his profile player would be like a um really hard to replace. Kate has left, Chambers left. Milner's left. They're calling Sabozala. Yes, was like he's really, um really interested in seeing how he settles in. So like it's quite a lot, but at the same time, Curtis Jones, he might step up now and, yeah. and like mm. take Harvey a little minute. Harvey Elliott, oh, but personally he's yeah, never gonna be personally oh, he's never gonna be a central midfielder for me. But I know <laughs> what you mean. It's still that um depth and options there. But yeah, that um the like the overhaul in midfield that they're going through, it's gonna be interesting to see how it comes together, man. Yeah. A lot of new faces in like a kind of um a new shape that he was starting to play back mm. in the last season. It'll be interesting to see how that all comes together. Like it won't be I don't think it'll be plain sailing. No, 100%. Yeah. But they've done it early the whole preseason to work it out as well. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good for them. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, um, also, obviously, over the past week, De Gea, he's, um, <laughs> he's officially leaving. Of course, it was a bit of a mess because you guys offered him a deal and then took it back and then changed the terms. And obviously, United yeah. being a mess like usual. All right, all right. <laughs> um, how do you feel about him leaving and? How do you look forward in terms of United's um, goalkeeping situation? Uh, I feel like the time's right. Yeah. Like, with how the last few seasons have gone for him, personally, I feel like the time's right. And, like, he hasn't really evolved or mm. adapted to the new style of Augie Yeah. So, he's sort of, like, outdated now. So, it'll be hard for him to find another top club, top club in the Premier League, definitely. Maybe you could go, like, Spain or something, but... Yeah. I think about Spain or Saudi. Or Saudi, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it would be hard for him to find another top, top club yeah. that will like accept that he can't really play football <laughs> with his feet. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, I think the time's about right and we need to catch up with us as a well, goalkeeper. Yeah, you do, yeah. It's been an issue for a little while now. Um, I did hear like, um, a conversation about that though, like saying that he, unfortunately, he came through and entered his prime at a time where so much more was required of the goalkeeper, I feel like they were saying that like if he came through, let's say he moved to United, forget the like other players that they've had, but just to say like he comes into the Premier League team ten years prior, yeah, where all you needed to be was a great stop shopper and pretty good leader, yeah, then he would have had like a much higher level one in terms of like his accolades and how he's viewed because in terms of what he's achieved is good, but how he's viewed, he, he's viewed as a keeper as well, got a hollow in him. He's yeah. viewed as a keeper as a bit of a liability. Yeah. So, like, the, do you feel like if he was in like another age or like another um, era, it would be a bit different for him? Um, yes and no. Mm. Because I feel like the club have something to do with it as well. Like, yeah. where he's played so well, one, like, player of the year, a couple of times, that's because everyone else isn't playing as well as him. Mm. So, maybe the fact that we've underperformed and he's done well or looks like he's doing well hasn't helped either but yeah he probably is a decade behind yeah <laughs> which crazy. is quite crazy but. it's crazy and like obviously he did play the um, he won the Golden Bull um, sorry the Golden Cove <laughs> during last season in 17-18 as well that's crazy though like during <laughs> last season but 
Did he seem like a... He got 17 clean sheets last season. I know, which is how crazy. Did guys, um, how did you guys do that, by the way? Martinez. Oh, my God. Well, he's best at back in the league. Nah, it's nice. Come on, bro. He's better than um, Saliba? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. That's what you still... And Dyke. Better than Obviously. But, yeah, like... Um, 17 clean sheets. Like, That's impressive. You got to give us some credit, man. You don't yeah, get 100%. 100%. Accident, 100%. Come on, like, you can't be so thin on them. Like, you don't get that back to them. Yeah. That's a lot of clean sheets. Yeah, I think that's a team effort as well, though. It is, it is. Because I feel like, due to the profile of our players, Ted Hag hasn't really been able to implement his style of play properly, how he really wants to play. Yeah. So our line's a bit deeper than it really should be for us to progress forward. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we start further back. It's easier to defend, isn't it? And we've got great defenders and whatnot, and they've played really well. He's done well as well in moments, but yeah. as always, the Huddle's always going to outshine the, the good yeah. moments. So. If a goalkeeper, like, it's and his heart has been bad. Yeah, some bad howlers. Really uh, bad. Uh, you think the worst one was uh, Seville? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Uh, Second half. Yeah. Was that Maguire's fault? What? Which one? Why we came out to clear it? No. I'm under his foot. He fell over. Oh, while we passed to Maguire. Yeah. I think that's the hair's fault, personally. The pass is a bit off, isn't it? Not even that. It's just, you shouldn't really give it to him. There. I don't know why I called for it. Yeah. But you can see behind him, what's going on around yeah. him. You see the big so you got to make a decision for him. Mm. I think West Ham one's up there. Oh, gosh. So it's never a good sign when, like, we're listing these. Yeah, yeah, And I know there's one where, like, he's at the near post as well and he's just, like, he's, he's like, moved out of the way of the ball. Oh, and it's, got, it's gone oh, in. I've always, hate, I've always hit my keepers, um... Flinch. Um, at their near post. Oh, he's come off the pulse and it's hit his leg and gone in. And it's oh, like, what's happening? He's like, <laughs> always been a like, goalkeeper who's, I don't want to say scared to use his hands, but he's always been like feet orientated. Yeah. Mm. So, like, he's been saving with his, he saves with his feet quite a lot in his hands. Yeah, he's great like, yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah. unreal. Yeah. It was it's the Arsenal remember. game. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It was crazy doing that at his time. But, yeah, like, I've always hated when keepers um, get behind the net pulse. I do understand that. It's not always easy because you got to try to position yourself to in case it goes across goals. Well, yeah. I know it's not always easy, but like it just it don't feel good to be in their pool, but yeah. what is that? But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always hate this stuff. But yeah, it's interesting. Man. I feel like he'll he'll probably go to either like a Saudi or a Spain who will start every game and be that guy. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. he'll be all right. Is that a nice career? Yeah, but kind of a career. Europa League, Premier League, yeah. FA Cup, Cup League Cup. Like, come on, mm. I think. Do you think he ranks um, amongst all time any goalkeepers? Not high. Or. Because he like, consistently, what, he drained him at 2011? Yeah. I'd probably put him in top 10, 15. That's fair. Top 10, I think. Yeah. But 10's a bit high, though. Okay. Depends. Yeah. Are you going to put, like. Is Alisson in there for you? Yeah, Alisson's higher than Dio. Yeah, he yeah, is. He won the league as well. So it's like... Well, you got to think about the keepers in the past as well. Yeah. Premier League era. So you have yeah. Czech Van der Sar or Ohio. Czech Van der Sar, cool. Schmeichel. Schmeichel, obviously. Both? Van der Sar. Both Schmeichels? Nah. No. <laughs> nah. Teddy was there. So I four. Yeah. Who else? Seaman. No, I'd, yeah. I'd have to hell over Seaman. To be fair, about that. You have the keepers. There's a lot more. Yeah. We're not thinking properly in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of Alicia Kibbe recently. You have Vayner. Vayner. 
Reina. I'd have De Gea over Reina. Yeah. Would you have Obviously, Courtois? Yeah. Oh. I don't think Courtois was in there long enough. Yeah, he wasn't in there long enough. But in terms Courtois of Courtois is a better goalkeeper, but I don't think he was there long enough. How long was he there for? Courtois was there three seasons. Is really? it? But but because he wasn't on at Atletico. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But are we doing it based on talent only? And oh, talent and academic achievement. Yeah. Or like how long? Um, in the league for, but it's interesting. Everything, you know? everything, you got both everything. Yeah, so. with Something. Yeah. You got stand by it. Like, well, I, think, I think based on that point, the last one, I'm gonna judge it to see how he acts when he's out there. If he goes out there and he's still on the same thing, mm. then what can we really say? But he's still taking their money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're employed by them in their state. Like it's you can't come on, you can't do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's interesting, like but he's probably got Sony money somehow mm. throughout his career anyway. At some yeah. point, suddenly one's gonna infiltrate our economy, so it's probably good somehow, anyways. Yeah, but it's different to wearing the shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wearing yeah. the shirt, living in the living country. Out, yeah, I mean, yeah. but again, but the only thing is, for seven hundred k a week, would you guys? That's a lot of money. Man. We'll get something that you like. You stood um, against or for? Yeah. Like, would you, I mean, seven hundred k a week at thirty two, you, you kind of achieved what you wanted to achieve at club level. Yeah, but was the movement like? Based on what you guys are saying, surely then they would have like opted against playing in Qatar, full stop. Mm. Right? Yeah, but they compromised there as well because of what compromised. Mm. Everyone compromised somewhere, right? Yeah. But um, at least in that instance, um, all they did was say, um, stand against this. Yeah. But still played. Whereas here is like, and I don't think it will go well like, with the fans and the environment around there, if you go there and you're still saying things that's against the... Like, yeah, especially when you're living there, playing there in the country. We have life around there. the World Cup, you was there for a month. Yeah, so you get in and get out, do you know what I mean? Whereas, <laughs> it's a bit different. It's just interesting, like, 400k a week, it will change a lot of people's morals. That's how it's reality. I often there's more reality in football anyway. You know what Yeah. It's a business. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. I wanted to um go with somewhere else. So, also, I went to the Hot Topic lineup. Um... I wanted to go somewhere else because recently, yeah, um, First Direct Bank, their bank, and they um, they did some research recently, yeah, and the research showed that um, 81% of 18 to 25-year-olds have either, have not put as much into their savings or they've not um, socialised as much or they cancelled their gym memberships um, in order to save for a holiday. Yeah. Which I, I, I thought quite interesting. I wanted to see, like, you know when you guys, like, um, have trips and stuff um, that are coming up, or you plan, like, do you guys sacrifice things? Or you just go say, whatever it is, like... Yeah, it's what it is. Me, personally. 
Yeah, same. Mm. Well, yes. Sacrifice, huh? Yeah, yes. Yeah, that, it's interesting, obviously, because um, the research, like I spoke about how, like, in spite of the, um, the cost of living crisis, like, a lot of, the, um, a lot of um, the young people are saying, like, wherever, wherever goes, goes. Yeah. I'm still going to go away, like. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. There's an element of that, like, well, if it means that I don't save as much, blame me. How important, yeah. so, like, how important is, like, savings to you guys opposed to a good time? I don't really see it as a good time though. Mm. I see it as more than that. It's an experience, isn't it? Yeah. Like how me going to like I don't know Spain now or whatever or Portugal now. Yeah. It's not gonna be the same experience as you going in ten years. Yeah. Because obviously I'm older. Situation probably be different. So yeah. it's more of an experience, not just a good time in my opinion. So it's, yeah. it is as valuable as saving. Yeah. I think um, I kind of learned that during lockdown, where like. Mm when we was indoors for like four or five months, I was kind of thinking, oh, I wish I'd gone on holiday more. Wish I had a better time when I was out. So like I'd go out and like not not have a good not good time because I always thought, oh, it's always next week. Yeah. So like lockdown happened and I was stuck indoors for four months. Came out of lockdown, I was thinking, right, now I need you, to like, you yeah. not live a little, but like live a bit, live a bit more. Like if someone asked me to go out, I'm going out. Because... Mm. You never know if that might happen again and you're stuck indoors <laughs> for four months. Yeah. So, like, that, that's my perspective. Yeah. I guess you've got to find that balance, though, isn't it? Because it's, like, there's a thin line of always, like, okay, cool. You want to have, like, great experiences now, enjoy now. But you also want to be comfortable later. Yeah. Mm. And, like, and it's very true to say, spoilers are guaranteed, it's true, but every day of your life so far, you've always had tomorrow. Yeah. And, um, your decisions that you made yesterday have always impacted your tomorrow all the way up until the age that well what that um, 23, 24, 25 it's always impacted your tomorrow up until yeah. now so you're going to have stuff about tomorrow eventually otherwise you're going to yeah. keep being a deficit yeah I hear that so like it's interesting but like it's interesting that like, I personally I don't sacrifice crazy for like a trip but some things you might just like lead up to a trip like you kind of bake off you know what I mean? takeaways yeah takeaways <laughs> <laughs> weeks <laughs> yeah like Takeaways kind of got to calm down yeah. because it's that like, cool. Do you know what I mean? Takeaways kind of calm, and it's because like you want to be free out there. Like you want to, you don't want to be that. Oh man, I say, like you want to be free away. Like you take um, how they're spending money, yeah. free for whatever it is, and let's be free to enjoy it. And yeah, that's, like, oh, I mean, that's the thing with holidays. Like I don't like having like a restricted spending money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I'll just go with the flow. So, like, I don't really want to, like, limit myself to, like, so I take about two bills out. Mm. And I'll be like, I don't want to be like, oh, 50, 50, pound, on, 50 pound on that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in that mindset because <laughs> I'm just constantly thinking, oh, I've spent this much, spent this much, spent yeah, this much. Nice to be, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, for me, that's bad vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the freedom to build, like, if you're away and it, it comes up with a sick um, cruise party going on. And seventy euros that you got. Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You want to have that freedom. It's important, man. It's important. Still. Like I'm on holiday. I want to have a good time without thinking, on like my money situation. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you guys put in, like, you know, when like the start of the year and you're thinking about like um, you want to do in the year and your savings? Do you guys factor in trips into your savings? Like, uh, not necessarily. You just yeah, whenever the time comes, you book. I don't really like pre-book like that. Mm. Like, I usually book three, two months before. 
Yeah. So it's hard to plan for stuff. Like, I plan to go away this summer. Yeah. But I haven't gone away. Yeah. Just because things haven't worked out. Yeah. People haven't really agreed to go in anywhere. But, like, yeah, it's hard to to plan things like that, in my opinion. But, what do you think? Yeah, same. So I've got a holiday coming up in September, which I wouldn't say I've, like, gone out of my way to save for it. It's just... Did you book it? booked it a couple of weeks ago <laughs> so like it's September so like yeah. we're, we're booking things like so we're going to Ibiza mm. so we booked Ocean Beach so that was like a crazy amount of money just for Ocean Beach and then booked the hotels booked the flights but it's like it's just it's not like I've put something out of my account to mm. like from the start of the year yeah, yeah it's just yeah. it's just it's what it is yeah. you know when you man it's got interesting actually so you know you man go away yeah do you man use like a different bank account? Oh or yeah, I use a Monzo account. A different card. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hold on. You I use one, yeah. I use um um. Then transaction card. fees. Yeah. yeah you go in your account. It's like fifty p for everything. Yeah. Mine's not that bad. Actually. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, to be fair, you're right. So if I'm tapping going around the drinks, like, it's 70p extra. Also, another element of it personally, yeah, it's just like the safety, like, because with me, I'll put my spending money into that account. So I know, like, cool, whatever happens, this account abroad, it just is, like, Mm. it's my holiday money. Whereas Mm. if you take your UK card out there, Mm. anything, and you know what these these, um, foreign, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you never know what's going on out there. Like, you tap something, you charge something different. Six pills instead of 60,000. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I like personally um like saving on the fees and also this is a bit of like security that like, okay look I'm more spending money's in there. If something goes wrong there, at least I know if you're not spending money at risk. Yeah. It's not my do you know what I mean phone cash. So yeah. yeah. I've always um well not always to be fair, but only that um car food trips, I use different car. It's good to like um, differentiate it as well. It's yeah. a little bit of, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's how I have always done it. It's interesting man. But yeah, look, I don't want on the lineup, obviously, this is quite hot, boys. This is quite a hot topic, man. But, Kiki, man. <laughs> Kiki, man. Um, cool. For those you might know what happened, he Palmer turned to Usher's show. Um, and um, Usher was serenading her quite intimately um, in the show. Um, her partner at home wasn't too happy about it spoke up about it online saying that as a mother of your children you shouldn't be out there singing like that you don't have a man with that clothes on so on and so on and so on and so forth yeah who do you man who do you man feel that's slightly in the right head uh I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I hear his point yeah but I don't like the way he went about it mm. why he went to her are we doing? Like, yeah, 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 that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I don't understand the dynamic of their relationship. Obviously, yeah. So I'm not sure if that if if that's a thing where like he can like have a problem with what she's wearing or whatnot. Like, some not. relations that don't, other relations is like yeah, and like, they care about what a man thinks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that works for them, but if it if it does work that way, he should have went to her. Just go to her directly. Yeah. Uh, what if he did go to her? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, he did speak to her. And she yeah. Yeah, but still though, they sort it out in house. Yeah, like, right, house. yeah, yeah. How, how does it help? publicly called her out. Yeah, it's cold, man. On That's Twitter right. as well. And you see how she reacted? Yeah. She'd be like, t-shirts or something. Yeah, t-shirts. 
she's really trying to get the bag with it. Like, mm. you know, she did shows, she did merch. <laughs> like, I mean, she's, she's a circus now because he's gone to Twitter. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you take it out there, yeah. he's going to go wherever you, you know yeah. what I mean? There's only Nobody to, wants it to go. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy, man. Like, so in terms of the. Do we feel like it's an exception? Because it's Usher. <laughs> Because no. it's not, a, no. yeah, it's because I don't have people say that. Oh, that like, come on, man. I should have that. He's throwing his night, he's bangers. He's That's excellent. a big problem, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's the, what's the limits then? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're gonna do the ranting and be like, oh, it's, it's you Chris ever. Brown, or it's you like, ever. What, you what mean? does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just been some random guy at a karaoke bar. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no difference. Yeah, there's no difference. Yeah, yeah, it's hot, man. Like, it's been. Obviously, like um, most people have been chatting about it. It's just, yeah, it's just, as soon as you take it into the private, um, into the public space, yeah, and then send them do whatever. Apparently, um, through them even um, dug into his history, <laughs> digging up old things. As soon as you take things there, they're gonna be real for you. Didn't even know. There's no good coming out of it. Yeah, there's no yeah um, no coming out of this though. And obviously, um, people were saying this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. So how do you man? I'm assuming. You guys are pretty free with like, and you guys are involved with someone. How do you feel if they wear something that you feel like is overly assertive? Do you just say, oh, she doing her? Or yeah. are you guys more like, oh, I don't know, man, like, do you think you can be a bit? And uh, bearing in mind, this is a mother that, that <laughs> later in life, this yeah. is like early 20s. Obviously, she's not around my child. Of course. Uh, the age I'm at now, I would hope she'd always ask me for my opinion. Like, mm. Before she goes out, like, usually she always asks for my opinion. So mm. if it is too assertive, I'll, she'll probably know by my reaction. Like, yeah. Mm. And they know. They know as well. <laughs> they know as well. So when she sees my reaction, they know, bro. she knows what I'm thinking already. Yeah. That's why she decides asking. to do after. That's why they're asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, she decides, whatever she decides to do after, that's her own. Yeah, um, yeah. We may have a conversation later on, but. I'll never like tell her that take her off or take her off yeah. or yeah, I can't yeah, wear yeah. that. I'll never do that. But if she asks me for my opinion, I'll give it to her. Whatever she takes from it, she takes from it. Yeah, everything from it. Move on. Yeah, it is just I feel like they can wear it, but as like as long as I can trust her, like to like you can, like you can wear whatever you want, but like yeah. if you trust her, like to be sensible, then it wouldn't matter. Wouldn't it wouldn't matter. matter. Yeah. yeah, but then obviously you have other people who. I don't know. Like, so you're in a club, you've got other boys going up. Yeah. Like, you're already getting that attention. Because they're wearing Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's when it's like, it's, it's usually, with these sort of things, it's usually not even about um, your partner. It's more it's about what it's going to attract. And mm. it's like, you don't want someone that you're involved with getting that sort of attention for no reason. It's mm. just like yeah. unnecessary having to, like, chat to guys or that um, reject them it's unnecessary um, interactions that aren't really needed but yeah, yeah it, it's interesting that yeah that, um, I feel your point that like, you can't just say that I'm not I'm not beyond that bro and then <laughs> <laughs> because with that I'm tired of that I don't know bro I don't yeah. know that. <laughs> but it's yeah you have the conversation and then you see kind of where it goes from there yeah, you usually have the conversations anyway like quite randomly like yeah they'll ask you uh, if I was wearing this hat too yeah, yeah they'll yeah, show yeah. you your Shirt and be like, oh, if I was wearing this, how would you feel? Yeah, that's when you can like give your opinions and stuff, not your take from that, but and it nurtures it from there. Yeah, yeah. you build it from there. You start early. Yeah, you get it early. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, um, 
And it's like, you know, it's also, um, I've seen like, a lot of people say that, oh, like, it, it's a shame that another, like, black, um, <laughs> a couple come together and then because the internet is now, it's so, gone, you know what I mean? It's become, it become a circus. It's, it's silly, man, but we'll see, man. With um, another one on Hot Top This Lineup was um, the Mbappe saga. Yeah. Um, because obviously, right now, it's looking like PSG really want to get him out now and cash in. Um, where do you think he's going to end up? I think there's only one place he's ending up. That's Real Madrid. Mm. And I think it would be. I think it would be this year. I think they will end up getting middle of either Tushimini or Valverde. Yeah. And that will that will fund the Mbappe price. So I think they'll either sell Tushimini or Valverde to fund the Mbappe the Mbappe uh, price. Yeah. Um, I can't see anyone else crazy, be, right? being able to afford that. It's and with Real Madrid, they've got so many midfielders now. Mm. They've just bought in Bellingham. Yeah. They've got. Camavinga, they've got Cruz, Modric. That's a lot. So they've got to sell one of them and that's easy 60 plus, 60 yeah. plus mil. We had a conversation about this and I feel like now oh, they need money, they're in a place where they're going to have to sell a pretty valuable asset. Where I feel like um, instead they should have let go of, of Modric and then you've got Valverde who's all like absorbed those minutes. And then it's almost like you've cut down the age mm. in a tiny manner. Yeah. But I feel like now you've got Modric who's staying for a year. You have to sell either Trimini or already who are in the mid twenties or even the early twenties too many. And then you've kind of you take a step back in terms of your um full age profile. Yeah, age profile. So it, it's a bit of an awkward one. But yeah. the Mbappe thing, I don't know, man. It, it's I feel a bit tired of the like yeah, Mbappe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's a bit tiring now. Like, yeah. like, especially when it all went on last year as well. And yeah. then you signed the contract and you thought, oh, it's done for two years. It's and now it's kicked back off again this year. It's like, oh, it's done now. Yeah, I feel yeah. like well, he's, he's taking the pick a bit as well because like, what he's asking for isn't realistic. Mm. He's asking to stay a year, not sign a contract, leave for free. Yeah. And, and get his... Um, son, loyalty bonus. Loyalty bonus. Loyalty bonus. I mean, he, he wants to take an year. Like, that's that's how it works. Do you know what I mean? So, nah, it's nuts, man. Yeah, he's yeah, he definitely... I think he'll probably end up... But if he goes... I'm not sure I see... Real Madrid that spending that amount this summer though. Man. I think it's Real Madrid need a striker. At least not a striker. I'll do that. Hmm? I'll do that. Why don't they? Hustle. <laughs> they got Hustle. Yeah. No, but they can play. They can play Mbappe, Vinny, Rodrigo. They can make that work. A fluid front three. Yeah, I think they can make that work. work. But That's scary. I guess a lot of low blocks though. Yeah, that still work. If getting ninety eight percent of the teams they play in the league, they're gonna come and chill defend against them. Yeah. So it's not going to be easy, but I know what you mean. Crazy transition yeah. though. Crazy transition. Jesus, football. Crazy yeah. transition. Away from home. That's scary. Vinny, Mbappe. And then you look at Bellingham. Yeah. Cruz, Modric, Levar, yeah. Camavinga, Valverde, if he stays. Yeah, it's scary. It's going to be scary, yeah. We've got Gula now as well, who's doing crazy <sighs> things in Spain. <laughs> like, again, FM Wonder Kid, he is. Like, he's an unreal year, man. He's, um, he's classed all... Um, Lastly, how do you feel about um, how do you feel about the like game space right now? Because obviously with EAFC and obviously Amanda been flowing FM during this year. Yeah. How do you feel like you guys are gonna um like venture into into the new year or into the new season? 
you know, we took a year out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. FIFA, when you get 23, so. I'll, I'm interested to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, How see. different it is. I'm curious as well. Yeah. I'm pretty curious. So I'll probably get it. My, my expectations aren't really high. Mm-hmm. But it'll be nice to have like a different sort of football game. Yeah, yeah. To FIFA. So it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Appreciate you guys for um, tuning into the It's My Easy podcast, man. Um, don't forget to like, comment, and um, subscribe. And um, we'll see you next time, man. Peace. Peace. Louis.